Hello and welcome to a new episode of Voice of Crypto. This is a podcast where we talk about Web three, Metaverse, Crypto, NFT, and everything. And today we have uh, Indre with us. Uh, Indre is the CMO of of a new generation kind of brand. And uh, while I was talking to her about her journey, uh, she was telling me how uh, she started the journey. So, uh, Indre, welcome to the to the podcast. And uh, uh, please share something about you. Uh, what you do, uh, what you have done, and uh, you know how you got into the into the Web three environment here. Yes. Uh, hello, hello, everyone. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me here. Um, honestly, I love I love speaking about this, and I'm really passionate about it. So I hope I'm gonna be able to give some enlightenment on the topic to your audience. Um, so. Me, myself, I have a background of marketing and copywriting, and I got into, into industry uh, over two years ago, primarily as a copywriter, uh, but then we worked so well with the team, and because of my marketing um, background, they asked me to step in as CMO. Um, so that was the first project that I got to work with, um, which was really interesting. I know everything was new. I got exposed to so many different opportunities that I would have never thought I would, you know. And that's why I love Web3 spaces. You just never know where it's going to take you. And it's all about, you know, just going and doing it. Um, and then um, after a year, uh, I started exploring what's around me. So what's around in London. And I got invitations to different metaverse related events. And I decided to attend the event at the parliament. And uh, there, there was this actually kid, a nine-year-old Mason, the founder and the CEO of the Whiskey Billionaire Club. And he was there with his dad, uh, Ray, you know, and of course, you know, they definitely draw attention. So I memorized them. And then in a couple of weeks, I saw this guy that looked familiar at my local sports club. And, you know, of course I approached him because you have to take opportunities. And I was like, are you that guy? It's like, yeah. And, you know, so long story short, now we're working together on his project, uh, Whiskey Billionaire Club. And uh, I'm the CMO of uh, basically Whiskey Billionaire Club. And we're just building this thing together. Um, and I guess I would like to tell you a little bit about this project and why it's different than any other projects that I've seen in the space. Uh, I guess I'd like to start that, you know, to to reach success in Web3 project, I think that the key is to solve a problem, a real life problem, you know, to kind of be able to see and envision how metaverse and NFTs will connect with the real life within one, two or three years. And that's what we're doing at the Whiskey Club. So we are bridging the gap between young entrepreneurial kids and the industry experts. And we're building a platform that where those industry experts will be able to support the kids in achieving their dreams, whether it would be uh, fashion, music, uh, digital art, of course, NFTs, and they help them to reach success in a fun, balanced, and uh, yeah, basically a fun and a balanced way. So this is what our, our platform is all about. Um, but in essence, we're building Web3 projects that uh, promote intellectual property and the story Telling. And our main products are the NFT marketplace, kids-friendly NFT marketplace, the Whiskey Academy, which will be the platform where all the kids will be able to learn, and of course the NFT membership, that our NFT collection is the access to the membership. So that is just like to touch very lightly of what I do, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, that's that's really a very innovative approach of, of teaching kids and 
I think the future is in good hands if if they start learning at this stage. What probably we learned very late in our in our lives, it, it the the future is really going to be amazing in Australia. Great, great. No, so absolutely, uh, when, you know. Yeah, sorry, you were saying something. No, no, I just want to say that the kids know best, you know. So uh, first, we need to listen to them, but also we need to guide them because this can be a challenging environment. And um, yeah, we're all about that basically. Yes. So so uh, I I I and then I talk to. all the guests usually this is a common thread which i have seen across all the guests who have come here that lot of people get into web3 by accident so it was never a planned event <laughs> and usually this this has been a journey and i think your journey is is also similar to me i also come from advertising background moved launched a project and project did well and then people started approaching saying that why don't you do so i think this accident is is common between all all web3 and hopefully for the next generation these guys will know that this is where we want to go rather than getting yeah. into as an accident into yeah no i mean definitely i can't see anyone uh, a few years ago being like hey i want to you know be in metaverse industry no one even knew it existed you know even when i was doing my uh, digital marketing degree like i wasn't sure how i'm going to apply it so yeah. it's just mind blowing you know and it's exciting to think that you, maybe you don't know what's going to you know be able what opportunities will come in the next few years you know you just never know which is so exciting right right so so as as a cmo indra i think the the one of one of the backbones of of web3 has always been communities uh, and how important these role play and i think this is how web3 has been evolving so what are your insights in terms of building a community growing a community and sustaining a community what, what is that you think or what is your mindset when you start these kind of conversations or exercises here uh well first of all so web3 is all about connecting people and giving them this power of ownership right and the web3 communities are incredibly important in building a future where people are supportive of each other um as that is the main thing in building solid infrastructure to support other people and businesses in, in transitioning to this new form of society basically and i'm more talking about uh, decentralized autonomous organizations and web3 is at the center of all of this and i think give the tools for people to really take matters into their own hands so i just think that yeah just that that's my take on web3 and communities in general but in terms of building web3 communities from the marketer perspective um <laughs> i mean i know that i would have to give you probably this magical formula you know that solves it all but honestly what i've learned that there is no such thing you know but the main thing that you should start doing as the starting project for example is building the meaningful relationships building the partnerships you know and starting building communities through these relationships instead of spending all your uh, little you know budget on marketing campaigns so it's definitely making real connections you know whether it will be virtually or in real life but it's it's all about those foundations that you lay and that's what you build on sure so so in the also you i mean i i was looking at your linkedin profile and i saw you have worked with uh, with traditional finance brands as well and and moving from a traditional finance brand to a, a completely new industry how has your journey been uh, did you face any kind of problems or did you face any kind of challenges in this journey well i'll be honest with you like deep down in my heart i'm not a, like math wasn't my strong point okay 
So, but I, I don't even know how I ended up in Monzo in the DeFi, like in that bank, first of all. Uh, but of course, that was really challenging, but I've learned the new concepts, you know, I've learned the ways of working. And for me, it's not even about the finance, but about the innovations, about the new stuff, you know, about learning, learning, learning. So I guess that uh, experience in that type of finance sector gave me confidence to explore, you know, different types of uh, sectors. And that's why, you know, entering this market, okay, it was unknown for me but I just felt that I can learn you know and of course there's there are many many differences because the in between the two uh but at the same time it's all just uh, a matter of um, being open-minded and just learning new things you know I think that's what web3 is all about you learn new things every single day the industry is changing the the technology is changing so fast so if you are out of out of touch of people maybe even in three months, things would have changed very fast. So, so, yeah. so, so to all the listeners who are listening to it, I think keeping yourself updated of what all is happening is is one of the most important tasks. I think not just in Web three, across any industry, but Web three since it is so fast moving, you you have to be updated and you have to always be on your toes to learn new things. Yeah, agreed. So, Indri, uh, uh, I mean, as we deep dive into into the uh, podcast. So what are some of the common myths uh, which about Web3 which, which you would like to burst right away before we even start the, the deep dive here? Well, first of all, what I mean, what really bothers me is that a lot of people see it as a platform for scams, you know, and they even say that there's lack of security. And, you know, of course, with all these, again, like I've come across so many fake NFT projects, you know, and I actually personally know people who would build these, have, have these funds raised and then just leave, you know, so it's really painful for me to see that there are cases like this, but also I would love to just bust it as a myth as altogether, you know, because I mean, Web3 and NFTs initially is definitely not coming from a place of a bad place, basically. And, you know, it's all the pe in people's hands to make it one way or the other. So I would like to bust a myth that it's a scam, first of all. And the second one that is just a trend, you know, sometimes if I start telling people about it, it's like, okay, it's a trend is going to pass, you know, just let it go or the statement that veganism is just a trend and I don't even want to get into that <laughs> topic but anyway so it's not a trend and it's not a scam that's what I would like to confirm great great so uh, uh, moving moving on to a lighter note in there I mean uh, how obviously your and and, uh, and the company while I was talking with the the company's CEO is is a nine-year-old kid uh, which, yeah. which is which is very good uh, he knows that at this stage that what he wants to do. So just just to explain a concept of metaverse, uh, how do you how will you explain what is metaverse or Web three to a layman who's maybe just a five year old kid in in simple terms? What would be your definition? Okay, so you know it's a virtual world. Okay, that you can enter yourself by the use of an avatar. And you can do the daily stuff, you know, you can work, you can meet clients, uh, you can do gaming, you will be able to do shopping and basically engage in any other forms of entertainment by the help of digital equipment like uh, VR glasses. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's it like that. That would be my most basic thing to explain. <laughs> sure, sure. 
and and is mean you you have been into this space in the nft in the web3 in the metaverse space uh, where do you see things uh, happening in the next 5 to 10 years i mean if you could see the future where do you think we are heading towards uh, what what are your i i don't know maybe three predictions uh, which will happen not from a market or from a price point perspective but as an effect on on human life economics how how do you think it, it is going to turn out Well, well, first of all, like I wouldn't need anything more than like seeing society submerging in this virtual reality. You know, not leaving their rooms and not taking off their glasses and something like from a dystopian movie. Uh, but at this point, it, there is like a slight possibility, you know, that it could be real. Uh, but I mean, of course, I trust humanity that we won't go to such extreme extremes uh, because we always find a way to how to balance it out. So I think the metaverse will serve society. Uh, as another form of expression you know and it's another it's another chance to build something beautiful and of course connect us more allow people to attend events that they maybe couldn't really go uh, for financial reasons or for physical reasons you know if they're in another country or attend classes remotely you know but in metaverse uh, so yeah i just feel like uh, it could it will definitely add to the connecting the world you know and bringing a bit uh, more fun into maybe the daily things as uh, education um yeah i hope that answered the question yes yes and and moving on from here uh, in terms uh, what what are i i would say maybe two or three good things which you see which are happening in in crypto and metaverse space uh which could turn out to be a very big thing because as of now we all are at a very initial stage we all are just discovering what what could be the potential of of this technology so what are your what are two things which you are betting on will become big or will will grow like anything um well uh, again about these trends that a lot of people think that crypto is a trend and you know it will just uh, fade away and everyone will forget about it but i i see that you know crypto is being more and more widely accepted by official establishments or for example visas uh, collaboration with crypto.com and you know binance cards lets the users to directly pay in crypto uh, buy your card almost anywhere in the world you know myself included you know i go on youtube i tap in with my crypto card and you know no need for conversions or anything so i think this will create a even like a more clear flow of money and will give more accessibility for crypto asset owners as well you know like they won't be they won't have to hide or like feel you're doing something illegal if you pay something with cryptos you know mm. i just feel like it's all merging with the the currencies that we have you know that we had issued by government so that's really exciting for me like this wider use of cryptos and when it comes to the metaverse uh, what's exciting is that more and more global brands are exploring the concept of building their own worlds and some of them aren't that great as we've seen I think it was Walmart uh but for example Gucci entering the metaverse uh means a lot in the fashion world you know and whereas all these attempts of metaverse are still pretty basic you know like i know that meta is being destroyed by their a world um uh, but you have to start somewhere you know and just seeing that all the world is opening up to this idea more and more uh, it just takes us a step closer to you know where we want to be so yeah those are the two things that's so so all those who are listening to this podcast or seeing this youtube i think we we are 
getting into more insights about metaverse and web3 vidindra so please keep listening and there are more interesting questions which are coming on by on our way i'll try to extract as much information and knowledge which which we can take from indra's experience in in learning about how this this whole uh, world is working and how how web3 is evolving here so uh, i mean uh, uh, there have been lot of I mean, you spoke about uh, binance you you spoke about uh, how crypto.com has been partnering with with traditional finance uh, uh, you know institutions as well but uh, security is is always a concern right so what are your thoughts in terms of what are the security measures which which are required uh, to protect data and i'm saying data from from a, a privacy issue as well as data for a security and as you rightly said there are a lot of scams which are happening in market so what are your thoughts how how the security measures comes into picture in web3 and blockchain technology currently yeah uh, well you know so the blockchain technology in itself so it offers decentralized traceable interchangeable uh, storage of information which is in essence just i think it's much more secure already than centralized information vaults controlled by centralized bodies of government you know that we don't know what is going on there uh, but of course, you know, there are other high levels of encryption prote protections and for each, tra each transaction um, and exchange that take place on platform. And but that but all these things are beyond my expertise. But what I could say is that that previous project that I worked on Sochlog was the social NFT marketplace, you know, and we dived deeper in the problems within NFT marketplaces and security and let's say copying content, you know, or copying the NFTs. So that's quite an, an interesting topic. Um, but I guess the main thing is the, the user verification process, you know? So that's how I imagine the security altogether. You know, if let's say if you join a platform, whether it would be NFT marketplace or let's say our Whiskey Billionaires playground, you know, of course there has to be some sort of verification process, uh, maybe involving uh, getting through social media accounts of a person and, you know, just like it's a deep dive uh, to verify the legitimacy if that person, let's say, is an artist and if it's the per that person's art, uh, maybe AI could get involved, you know, or algorithms to check that. But for me, like besides those technological encryptions that I don't understand, I feel like there definitely should be systems in place preventing uh, everything that, you know, has been happening uh, without the blockchain, you know, in the real world, all the stealing and scamming and everything. So um, that's definitely, definitely an important topic, but um, I think it's being addressed. And I think that I know that OpenSea had issues with their verification, you know, I feel like when they started, the security and verification probably wasn't in their first uh, wasn't on their mind and now when they have millions of users it's really difficult to implement those things you know for all so i think that all now new projects that are building now they're taking that into consideration as a priority so i'm quite hopeful and i trust them you know to make the right decisions to build a safe space and of course especially for us is very um, important because we're building kids it's for kids you know so it has to be 10 times more you know and our NFT, kids-friendly NFT marketplace. So one of the main things why it's kids-friendly because it will be like super safe and super secure. Um, again, I would have to consult my CTO the exact measures we're taking, but it will be very secure. No, I, I can understand the vision which which you guys have, which which talks about making things simpler. Uh, and and I I would say this is just a start when you're trying to. Uh, create things simple for kids who knows as we go ahead it will it will create mass adoption and it could 
before everybody i mean whoever is i would say noobs as as they say in industry who gets into into uh, buying nft would be could be a ladder to to understand nfts as a category yeah no yeah definitely definitely great so interesting conversations happening with indra guys uh, keep listening and and watching this video so now we we move to the fun part indra this this is something which which i called as uh, rapid fire questions uh, so i will give you only 5 seconds uh, i'll give you two options and you have to choose one okay so are you ready yeah good great so uh, here we start web3 or metaverse metaverse btc or ethereum btc <laughs> is metaverse fun yeah are metaverse and web3 the same thing no okay is web3 all hype no will metaverse replace the internet no is it the right time for companies to migrate to the metaverse yes how does your portfolio looks like i don't understand the question <laughs> which which coins are you holding ah that's the question uh cardano shiba you know bitcoin ethereum um solana that's my portfolio any celebrity who you would wish should enter the nft space emma watson wow wow that's a good one do you accept crypto as a payment yeah great great yeah, awesome. awesome so so now uh, uh, as 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 we come to to the end of this podcast i have two uh, hypothetical questions for you uh, indre one is if you if i could give you a time machine and you could go back 10 years back what what yes would... oh my goodness i would be what uh, 17 <laughs> if you could go, oh, okay so you have the time machine you can go 10 years you can go 5 years what would you what would you do uh, uh in in web3 or in crypto or maybe if you could go back in i don't know when bitcoin was invented <laughs> and you know you have the same knowledge yeah. what you have currently what would you do different um yes so uh, it's just it's interesting that in the question nature you know you say 10 years back but then the industry is so young you know that it's like almost pre metaverse times yeah <laughs> um but let's say before i entered the industry if i would change anything so since i got here I was just going with the flow, you know. I had no plan, and as I mentioned, I would just take any opportunity. I feel like I was bold. I was determined. Every day, I step out of comfort zone. You know, every single day, I do what I would rather not do, but I know that it will take me further. So, if I'm being honest, like I'm pretty happy where it took me. It's pretty incredible that within two years, like I was a speaker at the Metaverse Conference, I'm at the Parliament, I was at the BAFTAs. and you know i've got such a great network so i might like sound a bit uh, not great but i don't think i would change a lot if i'm being honest you are a content person good yeah i i am pretty content yeah that's good now taking to the next level if if the same time machine is with you and you can go in future 10 years where do you see yourself Oh my god that's a difficult one uh, so in 10 years i would be well i see myself 
definitely when you just said that i just see myself as this really nice avatar strolling around in this metaverse world honestly that's the first thing that i see i feel like the metaverse will be definitely almost but this will happen this will not take you 10 years it will happen maybe in a year it will not take that okay 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 well i mean maybe but i'm talking like matrix level i'm Ah. talking about that sort of Ah, right Yeah, no, but I'm definitely, I'm going to stay in the industry. I'm probably going to have my own project uh, going. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a long time and this industry changes so quickly. And if that happened in two years, you know, took me from where I was to here. I just, I'm even scared to think where it's going to take me in 10 years. Wow. That's a good good start to see where it will lead you. And and, uh, I mean, so you spoke about, your fast growth, fast journey in last two years. A uh, lot of listeners who, who listen to this podcast or, or are on YouTube channel, uh, they are quite young, let's say between 18 to 20 to 23 years old. What advice you would like to give them if they want to get into Web3 industry, specifically, let's say, since you come from marketing background, uh, what advice you would like to give these people? What, what would be your top lessons that they should also follow? Uh, Well, I guess I would start from listening. I would start from observing, you know, I would pick the top people, uh, even globally, you know, then listen to their podcast, you know, just so you are a bit more comfortable with the terms and, you know, just so you know what is happening. You know, of course, like Gary Vee is the person. So I would just probably sit and listen to him for hours and hours. But in terms of how you should approach everything. So yeah, you just have to be open-minded, you have to be persistent, and you have to enjoy it, you know, if you're going to overthink everything, it will stop you from doing anything, you know, so you're just gonna have to dive into it, and basically, you have to know that you can ask questions, because also what I've learned, you know, no one is expert in this area so far, you know, everything is new, so you should just know that you can always ask questions, know that everyone really doesn't know what they're doing, so don't feel intimidated, and yeah, relax, and just enjoy, but yeah, also networking is very, very important, you know, so meet people, and if you find uh, quality people that you like in the industry, you stick with them. That, that's another thing that I would definitely suggest. You spoke about uh, listening to podcasts, so which are your favorite podcasts or YouTube channels or learning, uh, you know, resources in the industry, apart from also crypto, obviously. Oh. Yeah, apart from voice of crypto, okay, I'll be really, really honest with you, okay, because I'm so deep in this, and I'm also a mom to a two-year-old. I myself don't really have time to listen to it. So, <laughs> so Gary is the one. So the Gary, the Gary V is one, but I could, I don't even know how the podcast is called. I couldn't tell you, but uh, yeah, just listen to Gary V and the Voice of Crypto, and you're gonna be sorted in life. <laughs> free. That's a free advice for everybody who's listening to this. Awesome, awesome. So, so uh, I mean, you have been in the industry. Uh, how do you see the adoption of crypto web3 uh, and the and the culture which is changing in last two years since you moved in uk specifically and and in the world what changes have you seen in in last few months or years as an adoption to mass 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 awareness about crypto and web3 um 
Well, I mean, again, Web3 wouldn't be here if there wouldn't be need for it. So we all see that Web2 is not enough anymore and people are naturally looking for more innovative ways to monetize their assets. I think, you know, initially that that's where it all started. And I think it it's almost mostly to do probably with the artists. At least that's from my perspective, you know, because I see that the biggest push in the industry is from the artist side, because again, they want to monetize their art in more than one way. So, you know, they want to make sure that they get those royalties. Um, so, so in terms of that, um, that's the biggest kind of push in, in this transition um, that I've seen, you know, but for me, I'm talking, I, I'm not from the customer, I'm not the customer, you know, I'm the one kind of building that. So I understand that my perspective is probably different than, you know, from the people who are using it. So their transition is different. For me, it was, it just happened, you know? Um, yeah, <laughs> I hope I answered that question. <laughs> great, great. See, so uh, really, really nice talking to you, Indre. And uh, uh, every guest who comes on my podcast, I ask them and I, and I show them what is what is the meaning of voice of crypto. So voice of crypto uh, is, is something which, which what we feel as a publication house is everybody has a voice, everybody has an opinion. And it's not just about my voice, your voice. Everybody is is voice of crypto. So, uh, as as an ending thought, I would like you to say that you are voice of crypto. Everybody is a voice of crypto. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, I really enjoy this. I mean, I'm happy to discuss more topics with you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just a great experience, and I hope I gave some good insights. Sure, sure. Thank you for coming on this podcast, Indre, and, and really wonderful meeting you and understanding your insights and your journey in the Web3 space.